0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: The Piss Buzz Dead and Dawn Back to the pest buzz with Dad and Dawn.
0: Hi, I'm Dad, and I'm Dawn. So, what's uh, what's been happening? What's happened in the last uh, month, Dawn?
1: So, since we were last here, what we
0: were talking about last time, ants. Yes, we discussed ants, Argentinian ants.
1: Oh no. Yes, we talked about ants very briefly, and I suppose since then, the business has just been inundated with ant work. More than rodent work, which is what we would expect to have this time of year.
0: Yes, it's probably because it's quite mild, though.
1: It's not, I not so. so. Uh,
0: it's not so cold. We've only had a couple of cold snaps. There's a really good photo I'm going to put on the elite pest control Facebook page of an ant job where a lady called up and said, "I've got a few ants," and John, our technician, went out. It looked like she had all the ants of Christchurch in her in her pantries. Unbelievable! It's completely smothered in black <laughs> around a microwave. I, I know. I'll put that up today, so you can have a look at it.
1: I saw that photo. Yeah. Yeah, and that would be a typical. If you do go to that website and look at that photo, that would be the typical infestation that we would be arriving to three or four times a week. Yeah,
0: and it's t- totally new. In the last few years only, the well, last mm. two years, I'd say, we've had this. So, yeah. so that's been going on. That's what's happened.
1: And I have to say an increase in Argentine ants.
0: So since we last talked about it? Yes. Interesting, because before that we were not noticing them too much.
1: Well, maybe it's because um, I didn't realise that we were treating, but not actually making the positive identification first. Okay. And it just kind of came to my attention when John brought a photo to me. And I thought, far out, we were just looking at ants like that, and they were the Argentine ants.
0: Well, that's, That's interesting. Yeah. So what's going to happen?
1: Oh yes, but before we get to that, I was very interested in knowing what you've been doing down in Invercargill with the possum problem.
0: Well, it's, uh, I've had good success actually. I have a, a property there that's probably got over 100 metres of macrocarpa hedge, mm. full of possums, and I've only been there just on a year. And I put some traps out, but had no success with the traps. Since then, I've put out bait stations with pin-done in it, rat mm. and uh, possum pin-done.
1: Oh, the fill-proof yep. bait stations? Yes, very yeah, basic the white ones. ones.
0: Yep. Yep. And they were cleaned out in the first month, then went back again. How much pin-done were you putting down, Oh, do I, I filled them up, so probably probably a litre. So
1: would be a kilo, mm. 1.5 kilos per bait station?
0: Probably not quite that much, maybe a kilo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cleaned out, totally cleaned out. Added more, filled them all up, and are cleaned out again. And then I went back, filled them up, and now they're not empty. So so the possum population has dropped considerably. That's great. And how did
1: the um, good nature device work on that? I
0: have good success with it. I have had good success with that in the past. But in this instance, I haven't caught one possum with it. But it could be that I've put it in the wrong spot. Yes, yeah, so i need to move it to yeah, another that's spot. True.
1: Yes. I actually think they've stopped making them anyway, so who it, knows? There's some really good possum products on yes. the market at the moment. Non-toxic as well, so that was cool. Oh, and what about John? Do you remember that story?
0: Yes, when since we last talked, John, our technician, yeah. uh, has finally probably passed uh, the final <laughs> test of becoming a good technician, and that is finding and grabbing a live rat yeah. in a... Uh, professional rooms here in Christchurch there's a live rat and first you've got to find it that's not as easy as it sounds because they're very good at hiding Mm. we had one hiding behind the TV hanging on the wires that's right we had one in a pantry hiding in a pot we had one hiding in a wardrobe hanging from a coat hanger yeah so it's not as easy as you think to find (laughs) a rat and so everything had to be moved and he found it and he managed to grab it yes and uh, dispose of it yes so that that is probably one of the hardest tests I've ever experienced. I remember when uh, I found my first rat hanging from the coat hanger. <laughs> I put on this big thick mitten and told my hand to grab it. And I kept telling my hand to grab it. My hand wouldn't move. Yeah, It just wouldn't obey the command because who wants to grab a live I know. Live
1: it? It's the strangest yeah. thing.
0: So that's good. Good on old John. Congratulations. on Yes, uh, I was
1: very proud of him. He was absolutely yeah.
0: stoked. Yeah, I bet you was. Yeah, yeah.
1: everyone was watching because you, you have the added pressure as well as being on show yes yes yeah. to to the staff and employees, mm. and <laughs> everybody's <laughs> interested <laughs> that was a great thing that happened to us since we last talked to each other
0: so we've got some uh, things happening in the future, we're working on some things now, and for development in the future, yes uh, to do with uh poisons so yes. what, what have you got planned for the future with regards poisoning?
1: Well, I think it's really important for us to learn how to reduce the amount of pesticides we use on a day-to-day. And there's so much information out there that can help us do that, and there are also a lot of products that we can use to do that as well. So do you remember when you first started doing rodent work? Yes, you know, the yes. The kind of job? how much product you'd put out there, yes. how you would put it out there.
0: Definitely. And then we'll compare yeah. it to right. the way. So 20 years do. ago when I started, I was trained by a professional pest control technician, <sighs> and he was no different to anybody else. It was just the way it was. We, to do a rodent job, basically you jumped up into the roof and you threw bait everywhere. It's yeah. really difficult yeah. just for toss me to it, hear toss, this. Toss, and toss, 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 toss. To have it being said like
1: this. And
0: you thought the more bait I put up here, the less chance I got to be called back. Mm. And uh, <laughs> you have no regard for it. You just that was the way it was, and um, we didn't even secure it. We just tossed it. And then what happened? Maybe five or six years into that, doing it the same way. One day, a house had renovations being done to it, and mm. the manhole was left open, mm. and a A rat must have jumped across the manhole while while the rat was trying to carry a piece of bait, and it dropped it. And and then the dog picked it up and took it to its bed and started munching on it. So so I went back and we sorted that out. That was okay. The dog was fine. But I thought, well, that can't continue. So then we started securing the bait. So tying it up or or, uh, nailing it. Yes. But still in large quantities of of it. Mm. So that was the way it was done 10 of 15 years ago. So what are what are the new innovations that we have started, or well, that you have initiated, actually?
1: Well, it's a team effort, really. <clears throat> for me, it's also about not just reducing the amount of pesticide, but also reducing the amount of time that technician needs to be on the site. And that frees him up then to maybe talk to the customer um, and relay some extra information or write up a really good report for them. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I wanted to do was reduce the amount of rodenticides we put out there mm-hmm. because of what's happening around the world. There has been a lot of um, uh, talk about Brodie being taken off the market. I think maybe it's just being taken off the market for people to buy over the counter, mm-hmm. but that professional should still be allowed to use it. And I think it should still be in our toolbox.
0: So Brodie is probably the strongest Rodenticide available. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would say that. And when we talk about true. rodenticides, we're talking about a poison that's an anticoagulant. That means it stops the blood coagulating. And yes. so basically the rat will die from hemorrhaging. Yes. It's very unpleasant. But that's well, what bradyfocum is, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different types of anticoagulant. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one particularly has a risk of secondary poisoning, which means that. If a dog came along and ate a rat or lots of it, potentially the, top, the dog could get sick as well.
0: So what? So now we've stopped using bradycocum or reduced it. Reduced it. What yes. are we using now?
1: Well, now I've I've gotten onto this product called cilantro, and the active ingredient in that is not an anticoagulant. It's mm-hmm. called cholecalciferol.
0: And what are the other benefits of it?
1: Well, the uh, colic works really, really quickly. So according to the research, according to the people that make it, they reckon the rodent stops eating within 24 hours. Okay. And stops moving, they reckon, as well.
0: And what about secondary poisoning?
1: Uh, almost zero risk. Almost zero risk. So it is a particular vulnerability in the rodent. And it releases vitamin, what is it? calcium, sorry, it releases calcium into the rodent system, and it, this is really, really simplified, um, and it can't get rid of it out of its kidneys and liver.
0: So how long have we been using that?
1: Ooh.
0: Just this season? Three weeks. Three weeks. A <laughs> 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 bit too soon to tell you if it's uh, been super successful.
1: But this is the thing, you see, this is what's happening. And so then when we come back in four weeks' time, hopefully we have a wee bit more. We're trying it.
0: You give me a try for good good reason. Yes.
1: Yes, we need to find other ways of getting the job done. And this is going to do it quicker.
0: What other new products are we trying out?
1: Oh, we're trying out a Kiwi product called. um, What's it called now? It's called Double Tap. It's actually a really cool name. Double Tap. And Double Tap is a combination of the anticoagulant we were talking about. Difacinone, this one's called, and Colecalciferol.
0: Okay, so that again is new. We're giving that a go, and we, the good news about it is we have been using that for maybe a month.
1: Yeah, we've been using that yeah. for about yeah month, month and a and half, and we
0: haven't had any callbacks. No. So that's a good that's a good result for us. Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: So that's what we're looking for if we're testing anything out at the amount of callbacks that yes. we get or don't get.
0: But this is really good because. To be honest, when we when I started in, in pest control, mm. we didn't have any consideration for the amount of poison we put out. No. In fact, we just really thought, let's use a lot of it to make sure the job is done. I'm afraid so. You know, when we do an ant job, we probably could kill every ant in the world if they came there. But now we're, we're minimising the, the footprint, minimising it. So using only what we need to use to get the job done. That's right. Yep. And as humans, we tend to think, oh, well, we need to use a lot because I want to see see it but we forget that we're actually dealing with very small insects. that don't need a lot.
1: Well, it's interesting to note, and I'm not saying that we ever, ever go off-label when we do any of our treatments, but it's interesting to know that Tim, one of our best guys, has been using the lesser of the two or three recommendations mm-hmm. on a label mm-hmm. with good success. So that's interesting information, isn't mm, it? It is. not it its
0: yeah so read the label, follow the instructions.
1: I think absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I think this coming um insect season, I'm going to make that make that a thing.
0: Yeah, that's a good advice, yeah, to read the label and follow the instructions., yeah. that's that's what they're there for. Yeah. it's funny how as humans we te- well, don't seem to do that. It's <laughs> almost
1: like a, the, a, the less is more. Yeah. always the less is more, and it's working well. We don't need to be worried.
0: So what's the ultimate goal of it? what What do you see happening in the future? Regards regarding poisons, pesticides, rodenticides.
1: Well, I think what we'll see is a definite reduction. One, we're either going to do it because we want to do it, and we find out as much information as we can, or we'll be forced to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I reckon if we're proactive and we start getting on board now, um, we can be, you know, part of that biodiversity initiative and contribute to the conservation of our environment. I think it's super important. And everyone is contributing. Every single client that we're doing this work on is contributing to that.
0: Mm -hmm. To be fair, though, it's going to cost more, isn't it, to do non-toxic work because it's more labour-intensive? Yes. So over the years, people have asked us for, you know, like, oh, can you please not use any poison? Yes, sure, we can do that, but... It's going to cost X amount of dollars. So Can do. that's something that we, we need to understand that as consumers and as, as professionals, there's more cost involved. So trapping, live cages, non-toxic lures, maintenance, cleaning, monitoring, all takes time. Yes. So moving to the future, more time is going to be spent on it. Thus, there's going to be more cost to it. So that's an, an, a, a side effect we can't avoid.
1: Yes, I, I agree, but yeah. it, ongoing costs probably will reduce the more, for example, if I can teach you how to check traps, mm-hmm. you can do it yourself or maybe just get serviced once a year. Right. You know, so you're still having that professional input, you're still getting that assessment every year, but you actually know how to do it yourself and why wouldn't you if you're interested in doing that? Right because it's actually not that difficult. I think we talked about it in a sh- couple of shows beforehand. You did. Yeah. You just, you're doing it every day anyway.
0: Right. Okay, so what are we going to talk about now?
1: Let's talk about what we're doing next week with the whole team.
0: Oh, good. Yes. We're nice.
1: going up to the PMANS conference, so for everyone who doesn't know what PMANS, it's Pest Management Association of New Zealand.
0: Right, so it's where all the... Qualified pest controllers yep. become a member of a group yes. that have uh, procedures and support and help. And if you ever want to find a pest controller in your area, you can go to the P MAN's website and they have lists of qualified recommended pest controllers. Yeah. Yep. In fact you sit on the pest of P MAN's council, don't you, Dawn? Yes. So you're a member of the council, which you're voted in, and how many members of the council are there?
1: Um, I think there's six of us.
0: So six members of the council that meet probably about six times a year?
1: Uh, Yeah, about that, yeah. Discuss
0: new things? Yes. Okay. And you've been on that for almost two years now? Yes. Wow. How do you find that?
1: Well, I actually find it quite interesting. It's something I've never done before. Mm -hmm. So it was challenging just to say yes Mm -hmm. to the role. But I've found that it's a voluntary position and it really gives me opportunities to talk to other pest controllers like ourselves and businesses like ourselves all over the country.
0: So every two years, P-Mans have a, a conference where all the members can come together and they bring in special guests and uh, to discuss pest issues. Yeah. Last time I went, Bobby Corrigan, Dr. Yeah. Bobby Corrigan came, absolute rodent expert. He's amazing. Yeah. You should Google Dr. Bobby Corrigan. He is amazing. He's got so much passion about rats and mice; it's unbelievable. So I don't know who the guests are this year. Do you, off the top of your head? Oh, not off the top of my okay. head,
1: but I do. There are a few that um, I do remember, and that would be Helen Blackie mm-hmm. from Balfour Musco.
0: Okay,
1: she's incredible, and uh, they do a lot of good work with technology, right? And identifying pests, okay, uh, using technology.
0: So the entire elite pest control team is going up for that,
1: except Adrian.
0: Except for one person. Who's <laughs> manning the phones? Okay. Now, also, uh, recently you're on a first aid course, but this wasn't just your normal sort of run of the mill first aid course. What was it?
1: I did an f- outdoor first aid course with mm. pig safety.
0: So, what's the di- difference?
1: Well, it really is focused on outdoor sports, motocross, biking. Walking, running, just really anything that we do outside, going to the beach, mm-hmm. and I thought I do a lot of outdoorsy stuff, especially with the kids down in cargo when we go trail riding, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. down by the river and at the beach. I thought it would be quite a good opportunity for me to learn how to do outdoor first aid, and it, it's basically first aid with nothing.
0: So I got a text from you yesterday saying the videos are showing you are making you sick. Yes, the, so, oh, uh,
1: it's just it's really gory. Yeah. Really gory stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah. But you thought it was beneficial?
1: I thought it was great. I loved yeah. it. And I think um, anyone who does anything outdoors or likes to go tramping or biking or running should do it.
0: Okay. And also coming up in Alexandra, there's a a seminar you're going to with John Kerwin. John Kerwin is running a seminar about mental health.
1: Yes, he is. Yes.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I don't know. It just came up and I thought it would be interesting to go to. So Jean and I are going to go for a trip to Alexandra at the end of the month.
0: you going to do a bit of visiting of businesses on I think the way we maybe. actually
1: will, yes. I think we'll just <laughs> do a wee soft call on the way through, yeah, anything yeah. that sort of catches our Good. fancy.
0: So you've got a lot going on. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's been very interesting, discussing all these things, and particularly I think that uh, the way we're headed with using less poisons is going to be re- excellent for the, for nature and the, bis- the business, because people want that. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what other innovations you come up with in the future.
1: Oh, no. What are you actually going to be doing then?
0: I'll just be doing what I usually do (laughs) and uh, just supervising from a distance of the the team and uh, letting it do its thing with you in charge.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds great. Look, I think um, this has been a really great show and I've really enjoyed doing it with you. I can see you don't have all that much on your plate now you could probably be a wee bit more helpful in the business. I'm stunned. <laughs> but where can people go if they have questions?
0: Well, you can go to info at Awesome. Info at plainsfm.org.nz. Yeah. Any questions you have about anything we've discussed, we're only too pleased to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we love it. So thanks very much.
0: Until Stop. next time. Yes. Have you got creepy crawlies scurrying through your house? Or is your problem a bit bigger? Well, we can help. Being Canterbury-owned and operated for 10 years means we've learned a thing or two about our local invaders. We use non-toxic chemicals to provide
1: a healthy environment for you and your family while evicting those nasties. And satisfaction
0: is guaranteed. So eliminate the problem quickly and safely. For a full range of services, visit our website, elitepestcontrol.co.nz.